Hi, everybody. Welcome to the John Meyer Podcast. Our topic today is how Oak Rocket is tackling cloud FinOps. Now, before we get to that topic, how about we give our guests a chance to introduce themselves? Thanks, John. My name is Dow Jensen. I'm the CEO and founder of Oak Rocket. We were actually the first woman-owned partner in 2013. We're celebrating our 10-year anniversary with AWS in the West Coast. Thanks, John. Jesus Alvarado, Alliance Director at Prosper Ops. Great to be here. Dow, what is Oak Rocket? What does Oak Rocket do? By the way, I like the name. Thank you. We rebranded a couple of years ago. So um, Oak Rocket actually started as Kaizen Technology Partners. And what we do is we are an AWS cloud reseller focused first on AWS when I knew nothing about AWS. I ran tech sales for Comfort, Semantic, and realized that uh, the corporate ladder wasn't moving fast enough for me and was told I was probably going to be better an entrepreneur than I was going to be head of sales somewhere else uh, in the corporate world. So what, it, what we decided to do was actually focus on Amazon, but not know what to focus on at the time in 2013. Most everyone at that time was focused on uh, migrations. How do I get someone on cloud? AWS sent people to small companies to migrate them, and that partner walked away. What I realized talking to my enterprise clients, who I knew at Commvault and Symantec and Veritas, was where's the gap? And the gap was the bill was growing so much. And lucky for me or unlucky, years ago, I started my undergrad in finance. So I want to say we were doing FinOps before FinOps started as a word. We do billing um, for our clients, but if they don't need it, they can get reserved instance management service um, from us to help them with savings. And we take the risk on the commitments on the RIs and savings plans. And by the way, if you would like help to augment your team for migrations, for data lakes, for AI, we can also do that. But we took the opposite approach of the other thousand consulting firms out there in the beginning, mostly run by men and tried to stand out differently from an area that was my forte, which was finance. You're definitely standing out with the finance background. I have had a lot of conversations around FinOps on this show with everybody in general, and it's all the engineering and the business side. And finance is the third piece of the FinOps to bring the culture together. Yes, it's the integrator in some ways, right? It's the measuring stick that people says, do we go and do this deal or do we not? And how do you build that ROI? So I didn't even know what Java was when I went into technology. Um, happened to work for a company called Sun Microsystems and realized that because of my finance background, I was a better salesperson to be able to eventually close a deal because I could talk to the VP of finance about the ROI because it was already planned during the sales process and the data was already gathered. That was an easier conversation or sell because you could speak their language, which was important because finance was making the decisions back then for purchases within a data center. Correct. And it's been very difficult, I think, and why there's been so much cost, you know, issues um, is because you're asking DevOps and engineers to try to be a finance person and make them responsible for finance when that's not their core competency. Nor, though, do they want their engineering to be touched. So we came in and said, look, it, we won't bother your engineers. We're not going to screw them up. And you don't have to alter engineering right away. And this was, again, years ago. We were actually the first U.S. reseller of Spotinst. I actually moved Amram, the ex-CEO, and his fiance at the time, into their 
San Francisco apartment when they moved to the United States. Not into their Hawaii apartment? Not into, yeah, he wasn't making that much money then. <laughs> he borrowed a truck from me to move. So, you know, we, it, it's, it's blown and it's really hard oh. to keep up with all of the noise. That's very interesting because uh, I want to get to a couple more of your stuff you're working on with Cloud FinOps. Azus, talk to me about ProsperOps. What is ProsperOps? What does it do? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, ProsperOps is very focused on rate optimization. So how can we help customers save money in the cloud from, you know, making those dollars that they're paying worth a little bit more, right? Uh, I tell people, think of us like a coupon book for a compute in the cloud. So... We've been doing this now for about six years. Uh, the big difference between the founders that we have, and I think what I've seen out in the industry is, is they were very focused on an autonomous process, something that to Dow's point, didn't have to stop or slow down engineers from you know, having to guess or look financially of, of an idea of what they should be buying for these commit instruments with AWS. So through autonomy, we've really, I think, made a great pair for engineering optimization right, that companies are doing on their end and just kind of let them run and, and do their thing. I, I don't think that Jesus is doing a service to ProsperOps <laughs> sometimes here in this conversation because, you know, again, it's the financial side that differentiates, right? When it's your specialty, you have a little more ability to break out what that really means. And not a lot of people, as we discussed earlier, even understand what rate means, right? So when he says they're coupons, well, the other products in the past before ProsperOps had coupons too. Right? You buy a one-year commit, you have a coupon that you attach to different clients. But what they actually have, as I try to analyze it compared to like the telecom world, is um, you used to have to buy one-year contracts for your cell phone right, to get savings. And then T-Mobile came in and they said, nope, we're going to give you a low rate, but you can buy per minute. Now, this is like a hybrid of that. Your coupon can buy you 12 months and six months and three months and not just a coupon. The coupon can be used more on average based on what you need. And please, you know, help me if I'm wrong in my explanation of this, but I believe that they take it down to a more flexible level, but also one that utilizes it much better from a financial perspective. I don't want to give you a six-month coupon for, to cover my three months. And in the past at AWS, it was always about 12 months or three years, you know, one year or three years. And I think Prosper Ops helps you kind of break that into a small chunk and combine them. Yeah. No, so so that was the reason I came to ProsperOps. It was it was the first kind of tool out in the FinOps space that I really saw making an OPEX model of, you know, commit instruments that that were sold and bought as a CapEx investment. So to me, that was life-changing. Nobody was doing it, so I wanted to be a part of it. Um, We've been working with Dow now, and, and I think one of the great things here is she understands the FinOps space really well. Um, she knows a lot of the players in the FinOps space. She's seen what other people are doing, how they're doing it. Um, she may have seen some overpromising things like that. So it's it's been really great to work with her and her team. Um, one, because they understand the value of ProsperOps. So it's been easy to grow with them. I mean, we've been partners now for a few months, and seen, I think, you know, more opportunities, more deals, more happy customers through the Oak Rocket ProsperOps relationship in those few months than, you know, probably what we've seen in, in years with kind of some other, you know, resellers. And, stuff. and in those few months, we won 
Best yes. Partner of the Year. Thank you, yep. Prosper Ops. Oh, Rocket did win. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Best New Partner of the Year. Let's talk about Cloud FinOps and how it relates to Oak Rocket. Why FinOps? Why did you get involved in it? I mean, I understand the financial aspect, and that is like the number one reason is that you enjoyed the numbers, enjoyed, you know, working through some of those processes. But how does that relate to Oak Rocket and Prosper Ops? Well, I, I think that's where the beautiful partnership stands is I would say we're a sales arm and a relationship arm company that focuses on FinOps to help our customers. But why we're valuable, I think, to Prosper Ops is there's a lot of FinOps professional services offerings out there, right? But we focus on staying long-term with a client, even when the AWS reps are all replaced, even when they've already grown enough in order to have their own FinOps person, we pull back when we need to. And we adjust and keep up to what the new market is. Bot was the big thing. Then it was our eyes, and it was convertible our eyes, and it was savings plans. And I think where we discuss is, how long will this relationship last and how pivot, you know, how much can we pivot together as things change, like announcements that are being made right now for next year? What are some of the challenges that you're coming into or you can think of with not only companies trying to implement, you know, FinOps, understanding FinOps, utilizing FinOps and really what it means to them? Yeah, so I think a lot of people at a high level think FinOps is just about RIs, savings plans, and convertibles, or rewriting their entire application to be more optimized. Um, we're working on the back end with Amazon and dealing with the deal desk team. And as one of the key players to sit and listen to how these EDPs, and which are now called PPAs, Wait a second. They changed terminology. Oh, you know why they changed terminology? Why? So everybody's they have to relearn it or they can speak the language. Now you got to speak a new language. Right. So we want to be ahead of that, giving them feedback from the ground up from customers who are now on their third PPA, from customers who have been acquired by PE firms, and they are still feeling restricted by some of these contracts. So Probably before I became a finance person, I wanted to be a lawyer and president of the United States. And so, you know, it's, there's still time. Oh, for I know, but I don't know that my personality now fits that from when I was 17. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll do, might do the country some good. <laughs> well, I do want to train, change the 22nd Amendment and make sure that immigrants can run for president of the United States. But that means supporting some other kid who came here from the Ukraine recently, or Afghanistan, um, and putting the money where my mouth you know, talks. Um, but we'll see. There's a long years away, hopefully, for that, right? So there's such a spectrum, and not everyone is at that PPA discussion yet. Or how does that really fit from do they, why are people forced to run enterprise support when they buy a long-term contract with Amazon right now? It makes no sense today. And expensive. And it basically negates the discount they just got. Yep. yep. Right? So we're talking to the Amazon back-end team, the ones who really, Elizabeth Bakers of the world, and saying, here are the situations and the guardrails that would make sense where exceptions aren't needed. Because we know there's going to be an influx of people who will eventually want that as they're growing their cloud spend to those $10 million spend that care now about the nuances of those deals. All right. I want to understand how you're playing a part. Are you playing a part with these... Um... PPA. Yeah, PPA. Thank you for actually, I did not know that it changed. Yeah. 
Are you playing a part in the negotiations of those or just understanding how they can get more savings out of it, making sure that they're on target for it? So the PPAs are two parts. Number one, the negotiations for sure. Yeah. Right? Because even the reps don't even know what they can get away with or not get away with because 50% are new every year. I think every six months, but you're um, they're yeah. definitely, it's like a revolving thing, which I don't think works out well for the customer side of it. Which is why they work with an Oak Rocket, because many of our customers have stayed with us for over five years plus. So they let you deal with the revolving door, but they deal directly with you, which makes it more personal. This is a joint project AWS and a joint customer AWS has with us. But I will help make it easier for the transition for the customer because they need a relationship with Amazon and I need their help to have a relationship to get the best discounts. So I don't want it to be just a one-way street where it's a serial thing, right? It needs to be a partnership just like we have with Prosper Ops together with a customer. But when it comes to the PPA, yes, we negotiate because we've seen what's been able to happen or not happen. And two, we're working with the PPA team, which they call Deal Desk at Amazon, to give feedback on what has been working and not working versus in an, what they thought was going to happen <laughs> from what they changed. And, or, you know, there was a broken, you know, it's like comp plans. You have a great idea about incenting a team to sell professional services, and then you realize you paid them all up front, so actually the delivery doesn't happen. You know, so just being able to have those, as we, as Elizabeth likes to call it, guardrails, and make sure that whatever new plan or adjustment to these programs happen, we actually kind of get to have a chance to sit at the table, even as small of a company as we are. You know, we're not an Accenture, we're not an IBM. And be able to see, say, we deal with so many clients doing this now that we see the issues that we run in the field on the ground. Talk to me a little bit more about the relationship with Prosper Ops and how is the collaboration between the two of you when it comes to not only talking with your customers, and we can talk around the like Cloud FinOps and how that's yeah. working, but I'm sure there's so much more of the partnership. I'd like to understand your thoughts. And then, Jesus, I'd like you to chime in a little bit. You don't want Jesus to go first. I'm not uh, taking over too you much. You know what? You know what? Let, let's do that. She's gonna. She yeah. punted to you. No, no, absolutely. So we're gonna give you a chance. Yeah. So I mean, for us, it's it's a strategic partnership with with Oak Rocket, and, and I think a lot of the stuff that Dow's saying right now, the, you know, the, the kind of internal knowledge they have, the support they're giving the customers. Um, not everybody understands rate optimization. To Dow's point. So when we get a customer from Oak Rocket and they get engaged with Prosper Ops, they've already had some level of conversation with her team, you know, of why they want to use commit instruments, you know, why they're necessary. So it, it helps us as well to have a partner like that because it accelerates the deals, makes customers, you know, stickier. Um, and I think makes customers happier at the end of the day because now they know what they're actually going to be buying. Um, so I think from, from that perspective, I, I think that's why it's a really strong relationship as well is because we don't have to educate everybody. We don't have to have our sellers educating everybody. Now we can trust Oak Rocket, you know, her sellers, her team, that they're doing that with customers, with AWS, um, you know, as they do things like wall architecture reviews and, you know, all these other functions. You know, I think that you work with people that you know have good integrity, but you, you know, you listen to Tony Robbins and others, and in the end, you become a really good leader and you work with people who have heart and compassion, even though you have to make your numbers and you have to do whatever. Um, Jesus knows and my partners know I recently lost my 16-year-old this summer, my daughter. 
And uh, sorry for that. I know we talked offline about that. We had a conversation during the summer. We did. Ab- we did. Actually. And instead of wavering off to the side and just, you know, not having the heart to be able to, or courage to be able to say, like, are you okay? People, and it's everyone, we have issues with bringing up hard topics. I guess that is what I say. And I'm much more of a believer of being even more bold and bringing things like this up in the workplace because it's the personal stuff that gets in the way of us but also opens the door for us to make real relationships and real deals, right? And that's what I feel about the strategic relationship with Prosper Ops and I is like, how do we take advantage of my interest to help more women come into the cloud and be able to be transformed using FinOps or you know, like we did training for VMware into cloud, we should be bringing more women up into that world. And so they're a big supporter of allowing me to uh, brainstorm with them the platforms that I want to our company to stand on, whether that's mental health right now because of COVID and children or anything else, and then be able to say, how do we do that, though, in a tech space, make it still work, and yet I think be able to cut through a lot of the day-to-day, like, I'm just here to negotiate with you. So more personalized aspect of the partnership. I don't want to call it a relationship. It's a partnership. Like it's a very, um, so something that I've always used the term with Prosper Ops is a partnership, but it's turned into a friendship. Absolutely. I have connections to all the uh, Prosper Ops teams. We text, we talk about things outside of work. And I think that's what makes it easier to collaborate. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. So Dal, you talked about women in FinOps. Right. I have noticed that there are a number of women in FinOps, more than that in tech or even like DevOps or something. Like, are you noticing the same trend or what are your feelings on it? I'm not noticing the trend as much because I'm not out there in the FinOps, right? I have my engineers and my team that runs that group. So I don't tend those things like I do at Amazon as much, like reInvent. But what I can see logically and what I've heard is that, you know, you have more women accountants and finance analysts that can learn and should learn more about cloud operations and cloud FinOps. It's an easier transition than if you didn't have an engineering degree to go to DevOps. I know a lot of data analysts that are women that should be in the FinOps aspect because they can see the data, they can format the data that they're looking for, understand it, and that just kind of translates to the whole FinOps culture of trusting your data. Azus, what are your feelings on? Are you seeing more women in the FinOps, you know, ecosystem? There's never enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've spent now would be a little bit over ten years in, in IT, um, and it it always seems to be very male dominated. Um, you see more male engineers, more Linux engineers, um, you know, DevOps engineers, and being in FinOps, I've seen and it, it almost parallels cybersecurity to me. Um, I've seen a lot more women in cybersecurity and FinOps than I've seen in other parts of IT. And it could just be the people I'm running into. Um, but, you know, Brazil, Mexico, people that I see kind of on FinOps conversations, uh, there tends to be a, a high number of, of you know, female uh, activity in there. Is there a women in FinOps group yet? I don't think there is. I no. think it's starting today. I think it's starting today and we found the founder and the leader of the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, when this recording goes out, we'll have to put the, a little tag in the title that it says the new leader of uh, <laughs> women faces in FedOps for it. Oh, 
There you go. There you go. I, I like that. Well, a little collaboration. See how things get done just on a podcast. You got a new idea and it sprouts just yep. like that. Love it. And there is some amazing women in FinOps. Like we have some very large enterprise customers where the FinOps teams are being run by women and, you know, they're smart. They're, I mean, they're just great, right? Um, so I, I think it's, to Dow's point, there's no reason there shouldn't be more. Well, we have to wrap things up. And before we do, Jesus, before it's completely done, do you have anything that you'd like to leave the audience? What are your feelings, not only on cloud FinOps, FinOps, should they get involved in it? What is it like? Yeah, no, I think FinOps is, is a great move for anybody right now. So I spent seven years in cybersecurity. Um, it, was, it was fun. It was exciting. And, and very quickly, the, the market was you know, kind of saturated and, and everybody was doing supposedly the same thing. So I made a move to FinOps and it feels to me like now FinOps is where cybersecurity was you know, eight years ago. Like everybody wants to get into it. Everybody wants to be a part of it. So I think it's a really good area to get into. Um, to Dow's point, I don't think you have to be as technical as you do with other parts in IT. So it's, it's a great opportunity. So, you know, for me, it was, it was a great move. Um, it's, it's something exciting every day. Um, I'm learning new things every day. So uh, I would absolutely encourage anybody to get into FinOps. Dal, how does one find out more information about Oak Rocket and yourself? Yeah, so... Besides the political campaign that's going to be happening. <laughs> I think I have a few years left there, maybe a decade. Uh, still got a lot of other things I'd like to do. Um, oh, well, I'm sure you'll tackle them, and then you're like, all right, what's next? Thanks for the confidence. Um, you can find us at oakrocket.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn at Dow Jensen with two E's, J-E-N-S-E-N. And if you're not connected with her already, go ahead and reach out. I would suggest following her. She's got some awesome posts. I already followed her during the summer when we had our conversation. Dal, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, John. Hey, Zeus, it's always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure, John. All right, everybody, this has been another episode of the John Meyer Podcast. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and notify because we're out of here.